Today on The Wired Homeschool, we're flashing back to an episode I did in February 2015 with Rob Jensen. That's coming up on The Wired Homeschool. Hello and welcome to The Wired Homeschool. I'm your host, John Wilkerson, bringing you tech, tools, and tips for homeschooling the digital generation. And like I said in the brief introduction, this is an interview that I originally recorded in 2015. I'm re-releasing it because I've got a lot more listeners now than I have then. And this, at the time, was one of my most popular episodes. And some of you may not have gone back and listened to this particular one. He gets into the history behind Art for Kids Hub and everything in the interview, so I'm not going to waste too much time with any more talky talk. Here we go with that interview. Rob, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Well, my family discovered you on YouTube. I guess they must have been looking for how to draw something, I guess, and <laughs> who knows what it could have been. And and they found you on YouTube, and we are a a, a crazy drawing family now uh, <laughs> because of because of your videos. And and I just wanted to reach out to you because I thought what you were doing is, is just fantastic, and also share what you're doing with with other homeschoolers and even other parents because I, I I've been told by some parents who don't homeschool that they actually listen to my podcast too so <laughs> but I just wanted to share you as a resource for people to teach art because I, what you're doing I think is is really great oh I appreciate that it means a lot to me it's really also a unique use of technology in the world of education the combination of of um, family orientation with you and your kids there so that kids can watch and the education part of it, especially for those of us who homeschool and don't have an art teacher that the kids go to a few times a week. I think it's a real unique use and a great way to reach people with uh, the skills that we want all our kids to have. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, one of the things that I absolutely love about the internet is that we're not confined to our own houses anymore or confined to just kind of the immediate experiences that we get um, by interacting with people in the real world. You know, I can teach, it's been fun teaching my kids how to draw, but then not, you know, not limiting it to just our experience here in the house. It's been, it's been a blast sharing that with the rest of the internet. And it really has been a lot of fun. So how long have you been, been doing these videos on YouTube? Um, gosh, I think it's been, I think it's been a, a three years. Um, three years. Yeah. It's only recently since, uh, 2000, uh, beginning of 2014, where we started doing the videos um, every day, uh, Monday through mm -hmm. Friday. So it's it's fairly recent that we've been doing them as as often as we do them now. And and is this is are you a full time YouTuber or is this are, are you is this your side hustle? This is actually yeah, this is actually just something I, I do on the side. I, it is a second business for us. Um, I started uh, business with my father in law. and We do social media for dentists. And we we started that quite a while ago, and then I wanted to uh, start doing my art. I was actually I went to school as an industrial designer and graduated with BFA, and then got a job at Ford and worked for uh, for Ford in Michigan for six or so years. 
And then uh, we started having kids and realized that uh, we were way too far away from uh, from grandparents. And so we started, I started working uh, with my father-in-law and then uh, realized that we could do it full time and move the family back to our home state of Utah. And uh, then once I started doing that full time, I really wanted to get back to art and drawing. And so kind of started it on the side, just doing things. So one of the things that we really like is, is how much you focus on, on your family during the, the lessons. And and it's really clear to see that not only your love of art come through, but (laughs) your love and your dedication to your family come through as well. You know, that you would do this with your kids is, is great. So, so you worked for Ford. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you did exterior. I, I was looking on your website. You did exterior design. Have we seen your designs in in any of the cars that are rolling around out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Mustang I worked on, and uh, that was a blast. It was it was a dream. That was a dream come true to work on uh, exterior uh, the exterior designs for Ford. It, it was it was really. I when I went into work, I had to pinch myself uh, myself a lot. Times, you know, waking myself up and reminding myself this isn't a dream. But uh, it was hard. It was actually hard to to step away from that. But um, kind of like you said, my my family and my kids are everything to me. And so when they, when they started coming around, we we started having kids and realized that we were way too far away from from our grandparent from their grandparents and and kind of made that decision to put family first and and move closer and keep our family uh, close and I just wish I could draw cars out here in Utah but that's not possible <laughs> what are some of the benefits that you see to teaching kids art online well I I love um, teaching art I love teaching it to my kids and I think one of the benefits really to teaching art online is really just the benefit of the internet itself is is there's so much there's so many great things on the internet that we can access that we have free access to. And one of the things that I've, I mean, I I think everybody's aware of is just that there's a lack of focus on our education, even in public schools. And, and I think probably a lot of, a lot of homeschoolers uh, struggle with where, you know, where do I start with our, our education? Um, maybe some of them don't feel very confident or comfortable teaching art just because they feel like they can't draw or they're, they're not skilled enough to teach their kids, um, art. And so one of the benefits that I've I've really seen with teaching it online is that we've kind of become a a nice resource for homeschoolers and and even public, um, public schools where they don't have a budget to, uh, hire, an art teacher. And, And it's really been put on the shoulders of another of the gym teacher or, or, you know, somebody else that doesn't, doesn't feel qualified, but they feel like they, they still have the responsibility. And so it's been, it's been a blast to be a resource for them. You, you really did touch on something that, you know, a lot of homeschoolers, they don't know where to start with art. And oftentimes what they'll do is they'll, they'll just find a curriculum, a book or something, and they'll work with that, or they'll find, you know, there, there's usually resources in the homeschooling community, but but no one that ever did it professionally, mm. or or maybe they they're the person they have is good at art, but they're not good at teaching art, and so uh, so yeah. so so those are certainly 
it's 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 a struggle and it's it's a problem that's out there and you're certainly solving a problem uh, in the homeschooling community and uh, clearly you know you should mention in the public schools as well so that that's great too what are some of the drawbacks that that you've seen with with teaching art online if if there's any uh, let's see i i think probably the biggest drawback is that because it is online even though it's with with uh, social media you know even youtube you can kind of be there there begins to be this discussion or conversation that happens in the comments of of one of the videos and we can respond to those but unlike you know unlike an actual classroom where you have a teacher up front you know one of the students or one of our art friends they can't raise their hand in the middle of the you know in the middle of the lesson and stop us and then ask us you know how did, how did you do that or it's really up to them to rewind the video and and maybe leave a comment if they if they have enough courage to do that and and ask for some uh, additional help, and so that's maybe the drawback is it, it it isn't live, but even though we can still have the kind of a social conversation, it's just not as immediate as 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 maybe compared comparing it to um, a live classroom. I have a question with you doing this as a dad. How do you keep your kids? Um, continually enthusiastic about doing it with you. <laughs> to be honest, I I have I don't have to do anything. All I all I have to do is ask them, "Do you want to make a video?" And it actually turns into a fight. They you know they they fight to be the one that's going to be in the next <laughs> video. So it's it's pretty easy actually. <laughs> Well, I was thinking they probably love, you know, one-on-one time with dad and thinking that a lot of people are watching them. I think my kids would love it. (laughs) (laughs) It really has become, you know, I, when I first started, first started this, it was a way I, I wanted a way to slow down time because I felt like my kids were growing way too fast. I've, it seems like I would come home from work and they had grown three inches and were saying words that I didn't know they knew how to say. And, and, and just, they were just growing up way too fast. And so really one of the goals of starting this website was to have dedicated time with them on a regular basis so that it kind of felt like time was slowed down. And I feel like it really has, has done that for us. I feel like, um, having this this special time with them where there's no other distractions you know the tv's not on my phone's not on has been extremely beneficial to our to our relationships uh with each other and so it really has been fun i'm not saying that uh there hasn't been days that i haven't wanted to shoot a video <laughs> but they always i i never have to convince them and it's, it's <laughs> She stole. She stole my question. I was going to ask you if there were any days where the kids didn't want to record videos. There isn't. There isn't a single day. And but you know the days that I that I kind of have a bad attitude or or I don't feel like recording that day are are the days that I've kind of learned are um, you know those are the days that I need to go down and I need to do it because uh, I'll force myself to go down and do it. And, you know, you kind of have to put on the face at first and, and be happy and smile into the camera. But, you know, by the end of the video, I, I'm a completely different person. I've, I, my attitudes change, seeing my little kids smile while they draw something and, and to see them proud of what they've been able to draw. It just, it kind of warms my heart and I can't, you know, I can't be in a bad mood after that. And so I've learned that, 
even though I might I might be in a bad mood when the video starts, I know that I'm going to be in a good mood when it ends. And so it's been it's right. it's been a great motivation to continue to keep doing them. So <laughs> how do you how do you keep them on uh, on task and keep them from chattering <laughs> during the video? <laughs> um, they've they've actually I think they've kind of learned it, and I I feel bad in some ways because I I. I think that those are the moments that other kids have have kind of enjoyed, and so I feel bad that sometimes I've I've I feel like I've toned them down a little bit so they're not too crazy on the camera, but they've actually just just kind of natural, and I hope I'm not raising you know future movie stars because <laughs> I don't want that for them, but but they are really just natural when they get in front of the camera and, and we do edit a little bit and sometimes we have to shoot the video over, but typically it's it's not because of their craziness, it's because of me. Has has anyone ever spotted you in public and said, Hey, you're Rob from YouTube? <laughs> no, um not yet, but actually um my oldest, Chuckers or, or that's his nickname, but his real name is Jack. He's he's been recognized at his own school and by kids that he didn't know. And so that's been something he'll run home and and be really proud and, and be grinning from ear to ear and be really happy to, to tell us what happened, <laughs> that somebody recognized him. And and it was a fifth grader, you know, and, and a lot older than him. But um, not me. I, I haven't been recognized yet. There's a lot of bald people around. So, <laughs> Well, we were wondering that, whether the kids were – like everybody at their schools knows them because you would think that all of their friends would watch the videos and then their <laughs> friends would tell their friends and then everybody in the school, yeah. you know, and the teachers and everybody would know them. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. get a big kick out of that. Yeah, they, they do. I think there's only a few, you know, it, it's not as, as much as maybe you think it would be, but the, the kids that do recognize them come running up to them and, and almost mug them. You mentioned how this is part of how how this is part of your one on one time with the kids, um, and it's an opportunity for you to to slow things down. For a lot of parents, they have trouble incorporating art into their kids' lives, whether whether it's a curriculum or even just making it something to appreciate. How would you recommend that parents can can do that? Can incorporate art in into their kids' lives? Well, first, I don't think I don't think art should ever be forced or feel like it's mandatory to me art should always one of the most important things we try to emphasize in our videos is that art should be fun it should never be focused on making something perfect i think our kids they're surrounded by a lot of seriousness you know we 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 want them to be serious we want them to grow up we want them to be respectful we want them to you know learn you know learn important principles in life. And, and I think art should be kind of the place where they feel free. They feel that they can be creative. Um, they don't necessarily, and it's a good place for them to exercise that. You know, you, a lot of times kids need to, they kind of need to break out of a shell or break out of, or feel like they're out of line to try and get attention or to find, you know, find their their personality, they they just need a an outlet almost, you know, and I think art should be that for, for every kid. And so um, for parents, maybe I think my strongest suggestion would be to just have art materials available and free for them to use anytime they want without asking. And that's one of the things that we've tried in our family is to have markers, to have crowns, to have a, a stack of white paper down low where they can get to it anytime they want. And 
they don't feel like they need to ask. You know, maybe maybe there's appropriate times, you know, right at, in the middle of dinner is not necessarily right the right time to start drawing, but but any time is available for them to be creative. And I think that's the first place to start is to is to give them to make sure that the opportunity is there for them to to be artistic or to be creative. And having those art supplies available is, is an easy way to do that. I think the other way I think you can do that is is kind of do the same thing that we're doing um, as a family. You don't have to have a camera on to do it. You know, you can sit down with your kids and draw with them. And it's one of the, I think you'll you'll learn that it's the quickest way to make some of the best memories um, with your kids is to draw things, to laugh at each other's drawings, and to to just have fun being creative together. Those are some great suggestions. There's been a huge emphasis on STEM education here in the United States. And un- unfortunately, what has happened with that, and also even due, to, even due to cutbacks in public schooling, is that art is losing funding and there, there hasn't been really uh, an emphasis on art like there was when we were growing up. Do you see that as being detrimental? And how do you think that art can be incorporated into STEM education? That's a great question. I don't think it's necessarily a, a detriment. But, well, of course, of course, it's it's going to be detrimental on some level um, when you focus on when you give so much focus to one thing, you tend to remove focus from another thing, and and art is naturally the thing to go. I think because there isn't, I think for a lot of people, there isn't necessarily a direct connection from art to uh, making money or a career and, you know, later in life. And so it kind of naturally gets left out. But there, there are plenty of amazing uh, career opportunities with an art emphasis. And so I, I do think it's, it's kind of sad that it, it's not getting the emphasis or it's one of the first things to go in a, in a school budget or, or, um, you know, salaries, salary cuts and stuff. But I think one of the best things that parents can do is to, to look where they feel there's a lack. And I, and I do think that that's kind of a philosophy with art, but with homeschoolers in general is one of the reasons that, or one of the main reasons that maybe they've chosen to homeschool is that they feel that they can, they can do a better job or, or provide a better education to their kids than what they can receive in public school. And I think that should be a philosophy that every parent should have when it comes to anything that's going on in their, in their kid's life. If they feel that there's a lack or a hole in, in their kid's education, they should be the ones that are first responsible to fill that. And so if they feel that, um, you know, because of the STEM uh, focus, that other things are being left, you know, off the table that they should jump. They should be the first ones to jump in and to, and to supplement that education. And so I kind of feel that that's one, it's also another driving um, force to why we were, why we're doing these things, these activities or these videos online is because I don't feel that kids, our, my kids get the same art education that I felt like I got when I was, when I was a kid. And so it was kind of, it's, it's me, you know, I feel like it's my responsibility to jump in and kind of rescue them and say, no, you need to get this level of, 
of education in, in this area. And so I think that goes with any any topic or any subject. If you feel there's any kind of lack or, or missing opportunity, parents should have that first responsibility to fill it. That's definitely the homeschool philosophy is there are a lot of people that feel like they need to fill in in certain areas. And and so that that is one of you know, one of the ways to do it is, is, is to homeschool. A lot of parents have told us that uh, they use our, our art activities in addition to writing activities or even math activities. They'll, they find a connection between, you know, what we're doing at, um, in our videos to something that they're maybe teaching. So we just recently did How to Draw a Roman Soldier and it works great with history. You know, if they, if they have a, a lesson where they're talking about the Roman Empire, then you can take a 30-minute break and do a, a drawing of a Roman soldier. And so there are there are fun and creative ways to mix art in with you know some of this more serious um, subjects. What kind of online resources would you recommend uh, for parents? I mean, besides your great YouTube channel, of course, uh, <laughs> for for that, that parents can check out to teach their kids about art. Great question. I have two two sets that I really like, and they're actually from my own childhood. So I don't know how many how many kids <laughs> might actually relate to this, but I love uh, Draw Three D, and it was uh, it's a site that uh, Mark Kistler does and and he was a he was a show that he was a host of a show that was all about drawing when i when i was a kid and i it was a show that i would race home to watch after school and uh i he's still around he's still he still has a website up and you can still learn stuff on his website and i i absolutely love it because it's it's funny cool uh cartoons that he's been drawing ever since i was a kid so that's one that's one thing i i I would recommend is draw 3d and he does he he emphasizes um just kind of like how the url sa- uh, sound says is that he focuses on words and teaching kids how to create three-dimensional shapes on a two-dimensional page and so that's one of the reasons why i like it so much is that's kind of what kids i think need to learn how to do so they feel like they're in charge of their their artwork is to create this three-dimensional illusion. So the other one is um, Ed Emberly, and he was another kind of childhood hero uh, to me. And both of the both of these guys have books too that are great books. Um, I think you can pick them up um, on Amazon, and they're also a great resource to have those books. Uh, but it's edemberly.com. And his is, you know, is is definitely for the younger kids, and it's a great place to start if you have five and under uh, little artists. So that's that's a great resource. Also, one of the things that I think is is one of the best resources, though, is kind of like how we mentioned before, is to have the art supplies handy and ready for them to just use, and challenge your kids to draw things in your house get one of you know get one of their favorite toys and put it down in front of them and challenge them to see if they can draw it or ask them to draw what they you know the favorite thing that happened to them that day or you know if you go on a vacation ask them to draw what their favorite part of that vacation was and so i think giving kids you know little ideas kind of trying to spark their imagination and their creativity because i think just just like adults i think when you put a a clean sheet of paper in front of kids sometimes you know that 
that creativity quickly disappears just because they'll, they'll draw something really quick and then they're bored or they, you know, they're, they don't know what else to draw. And so giving them little things or little challenges to draw is a great way to keep that kind of creativity going. Well, listen, Rob, it has been great talking to you. This is your opportunity now here at the end of, end of the interview to promote anything you want to. Um, and, you know, feel, feel free to go ahead and, and let people know how they can, they can find you online and uh, check out your great art. Oh, I appreciate it. It's been a blast uh, talking with you, John. We're always looking for new art friends, and you guys can find us at artforkidshub.com. You can also find us on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash artforkidshub. And you can subscribe in both places on our website and also on YouTube. Rob, thanks again for joining me. Thanks for having me. That is going to do it for this week, folks. You can find show notes for this episode over at thewiredhomeschool.com slash 243. Remember, as always, uh, if you want to get in touch with me about anything you hear, you can contact me through Twitter or even my Facebook page, twitter.com slash wiredhs, facebook.com slash wiredhs. The Wired Homeschool is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network, and you can find more family-friendly tech podcasts by visiting techpodcast.com. Music for the podcast is Retro Future Clean by Kevin McLeod. You can find more of his great music over at incompetech.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking me in your ears. Now let's go out there and get your homeschools wired. Thank you.